0: Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Welcome, this is Belinda Street that we're going to talk to today, a fantastic artist from Newcastle, and uh, Belinda, fantastic, welcome to This Creative Life.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Fantastic. Now... There's lots of questions I want to ask you because um, we're involved in an exhibition that's coming up together actually with a group of artists in Sydney but I really wanted to start off by asking uh, a little bit about your background and can you tell us, you've been in lots of prizes obviously and you, you've had quite a lot of experiences as an exhibiting artist, I just was wondering whether you could sort of tell us right back at the beginning how you ended up being an artist and where that all started.
1: Um, I guess I've always, like many artists, I suppose, I've always been interested in art. From the moment I could hold a pencil, I was drawing, um, and, and, you know, throughout my childhood and then into adolescence, I always took art as a subject. Um, then, um, I don't know, I had a bit of a a turbulent time through sort of my last couple of years of of high school and I, I didn't do very well in the HSC and, um, the plan was that, I was going to do graphic design. Um, so, you know, I sort of geared up my, my thoughts, yep, I'm going to do graphic design at university and that, that's going to be my career. And um, unfortunately I didn't get quite the marks for it. And so I kind of had to rethink. I thought, oh, well, I'm pretty good at art. I'll, I'll just go to uni and do art and then I'll transfer over. Mm. But so um so I, I did that. I, I got into art at Newcastle University and um and I did a year mm-hmm. and um loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I thought, why would I transfer out of this? Wow. <laughs> this is fantastic. So um so whilst you know, I, I was still thinking at that point, yes, I'm going to be a graphic designer, but I can do that on the side now and, and do art. So um and it just grew from there, I suppose. So I finished my degree. Um, I started work. Well, actually, before I started work, I um, I did a desktop publishing course so I could get up to speed with design programs and landed a junior design job. Okay. I, wow. So, yeah. Um, so I was sort of on the path, I guess, of juggling the two things right from the start.
0: Okay, and I noticed that that you'd also ended up at Julian Ashton Art School, and and is that true? You were you were awarded a, a full scholarship for that.
1: How did that come about? Um, yeah, that was when. So just after uni, um, I entered the Mossman Youth Art Prize, mm-hmm. and um, I won that. And, wow! And, uh, actually, I'm not sure if it was the drawing section or the painting section. One year I. I think it was the drawing section. I won the next year. I think it was the painting, but um, but yeah, the prize basically was a, a scholarship to Julian Ashton. So it was funny. I, I just sort of landed this. I hadn't been in the job that long as a junior graphic designer, and I you know then been awarded this scholarship, and um, there were you know and I'd also booked an overseas trip. So sort of all these things were on at once, and I wasn't quite sure what to do, <laughs> to do. So. Um, I ended up only doing a few months of the scholarship mm-hmm. and then I left the job and went overseas. So I kind of did all three. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, Julian Ashton was um, was fantastic. I, I, I really struggled there, to be honest. After three years at uni, um, I, I found it very difficult because they were very much about the craft of, of being an artist, um, whereas uni... Was all about just, you know, doing what you wanted to do. I suppose, and and there wasn't a lot of um, um, technical information.
0: Yes, so, I, I get that impression that Julian Ashton was. Am I right thinking it's quite a traditional training in a lot of ways?
1: Oh, very much so. It was. Mm. You know, you you're up in the stifling hot attic room. You know, and they've got all the skulls out, and you know, you need to sketch the skull. Um, using only straight lines and getting the angles completely correct and until you get you know the skull correct you can't move on to the next class and so it was um it, it was interesting it yeah. was very very interesting and I, I learned a lot I probably learnt more there in in the few months that I was there than um than at uni but um, <laughs> um
0: and and then ha- what yeah. happened so you, you you sort of left that environment you said um, before you finished that and then what popped on the plane? Went over to Europe, and and were you painting or were you, you looking at, at, at artists in Europe? What were, what were you up um, to? Um,
1: it was it was both. Um, so I travelled with a friend who um I'd lived with through uni, and and she also studied art as well, and um, and we decided we wanted to you know backpack and see the world, and and um, we both took our little sketchbooks and um. And our little art kits, and we backpacked around. We we pretty well went everywhere, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and and just sketching along the way. And and I sort of had this rule for myself that I'd do a drawing a day, right? And, uh, and um and I, I pretty well did that, I think. And um it, it was just sensational visiting all the galleries, you know, sketching. You know, we'd just park ourselves at a pub sometimes and you'd, you'd sit there watching the world go by, having a beer and, and sketching all afternoon.
0: How? I mean, that just sounds like the absolute
1: art student's dream, really. <laughs> it would be mine, well, anyway. <laughs> and, and we did it on a shoestring, really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of camping and roughing it, but, um, but that was fine as a, as a young person. I'm not sure how I'd go now.
0: <laughs> mm. Yes, yeah, you sort of grow out of some of that discomfort, I think. So, did, mm. you, you were looking at, um, I mean, you've become known, I suppose, in, uh, as an artist with your landscape painting. Has it always been, you know, once you were travelling and looking at, at the European landscape, is that what you were doing, landscapes, or were you doing all sorts of different work at that stage?
1: Um, before I travelled, I was actually interested in, in the body. Um, most of my work at uni was um, sort of life size um, charcoal drawings um, you know of the human form um, quite realistic um, and it's funny once I traveled and I started seeing different landscapes that's I think when um, my thinking started to change and um, and I guess I thought I'd explored you know, the body enough at that point. And, um And so travelling around, really what you were sketching was the landscape you were seeing. So it sort of kicked off um, looking at the landscape. Mm,
0: mm. And tell us about the paintings now and, and your relationship to the landscape now because it's, you know, the, the work of yours that I have seen, um, you know, it's, it's quite strongly an Australian landscape, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I don't get to travel as much these days. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's expensive and I have two children and they're in school. And Yes, of course. You know, I have a graphic design business, so getting away for long periods of time just isn't quite possible. So most of our travelling has been within the country. Mm-hmm. and um, And to be honest, I find the Australian landscape infinitely fascinating you know it's so varied and you know i don't know how you you know you can't look at the forms and the textures and the colors and and not be inspired
0: Mm, absolutely and so do you also find um that you know you're you're imagining or or kind of working from memory for some of that or do you tend to work from photos or how, how do you go about doing that
1: um i usually well i pretty well always uh do a trip to wherever I'm interested in, in looking at. Um, while I'm out there, I will sketch, I will take photos, um, and then all that then comes back into the studio with me mm-hmm. and I usually plaster all those things up on the wall mm-hmm. around me. I sort of like to surround myself with my little bits of information and um, and I use them as a reference but not necessarily like I don't just pick one photo and then go, this is the scene I'm painting and, you know, and and translate that directly onto the canvas. Usually I'll take a few different photos at least and I'll kind of make my own composition. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, So it's varied from picture to picture. Some are more like what the actual view was than others And, um, and I don't know really how it's going to turn out until the end I suppose because once you start doing the painting itself it it's it's a work in itself it's not necessarily the landscape that you remember so you know you, you let different things drive it the composition the colors how you know how it's all working together and you make decisions along the way
0: yeah it's really interesting to hear you speak about that because I find that there's a point at which you start to let uh, a work speak back to you And and you sort of, you know, you're sort of led not by what you uh, think you want consciously, but sort of how the work's responding, if that makes sense. That probably doesn't make sense to people that aren't a painter, but (laughs) I I think that's what you're saying that you sort of begin it in an intentional way, but then you let it speak back to you. Absolutely.
1: That's exactly
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I I mean, your works are amazing. And I, I see, you know, from your CV that you've been a finalist. Um, in a number of, of big prizes, actually, Musselbrook, the Kayleen, Gosford Art Prize. Um, See, so you, you've done amazingly well with these, this body of all this work that you're doing.
1: Yeah, oh, look, I'm trying to enter more things. Um, you, you can get a bit lazy. But <laughs> it seems to be a problem as an artist that, you know, all these things keep coming up and ticking past and, and they're quite expensive and time-consuming, to be involved in all the time. And mm. so I'm, I probably now try to sort of pick and choose a little more which ones I'll enter. But, um, but yeah, it, I've been really happy with um, the response to the works I've been doing over the last few years particularly. Mm. Um, it does and, take a
0: lot of organisation, doesn't it? I, I, I really find that. like Just tracking which painting's going to what prize and, and you know, if it's selected then you're going to lose it for that number of weeks you know, but if it's not selected, then it could be available for something else. Do you find you're juggling all of that stuff all the time?
1: Oh, constantly. You know, I've got these lists everywhere. I've got calendars and diaries and, yeah, and, and if I don't write it down, I'm doomed. You know, I, I Absolutely. Certainly. Your desk sounds like my desk, a huge calendar with, <laughs> with dates scribbled um, all over it. <laughs> Oh look, and I've got multiple notes. You know, there's sticky notes on my computer desktop, and there's ones on the wall, and the calendar upstairs, and it just—I'm um, a bit out of control with information. But um, I don't know. It seems like once you get—I get a system in place, and then realize, you know what? That's not quite working, and so you're trying to change the system all the time. And okay, I don't yeah. know. just doubt the um, uh, the best way to do it, but. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think I, I have either and what, what I've often noticed is, is you can't get a list of all the art prizes in one spot.
1: No, no. And, and and also with, you know, grants and residencies, everything's somewhere different and it changes every year and so I, I find it really difficult to
0: keep up. <laughs> so where do you find your information about upcoming things like grants and, and, and prizes? Where do you look?
1: Oh, look... Everywhere. Um, you know, you see a lot now on social media. Yep. Um, um, I get emailed things that I've been in before. I look through Art Almanac and, and other yep. guides like that. Um, so it's coming from all different sources. And I guess that whilst that's great, it, you know, once again, it it adds to that confusion mm. <laughs> of trying to keep everything together and, and trying to remember where you saw that and, and going back to to sort of research it again.
0: Well, I'm, I'm really relieved you, you, you're saying that because I, that's certainly how I feel. You know, as, as much as I try and be organised and have systems, it really it, it can get on top of you. And yeah, you know, the reality is we're small business owners, aren't we? So we're running it. Oh, absolutely. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and even more so in sort of the digital age. Um, you do you feel like you're doing more admin than painting some days some days you do and I don't know how many hours you spend doing admin but
0: I I reckon I'd spend at least half a day a week
1: yeah oh at least at least Mm.
0: is that is it the admin stuff that you would say you find your biggest struggle or what is it about being an artist that that you think you know has for you been the really challenging stuff
1: um I think it's just the juggle for me um You know, I I, I don't mind the admin stuff. I don't, you know, but juggling all the different things I need to do in a week I find the most difficult, Um, you know, particularly having a family and children. Mm. Um, You know, just when you're all set up, you know, to go, you know, you get a phone call, oh, you've got to go up to the school, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know. Actually, you know, I've got a bit of a running joke with myself, and I say with myself because I'm here on my own each day. (laughs) Yes. I tend to have jokes with myself. Um, you know, as soon as I pick up a paintbrush, you know, you, you mix up the colours on your, your palette, you, you, you dip your brush into, you know, you put a big dob of paint on it and the phone rings. Yeah. yeah. Almost every time, you know, and and that can be great, you know, but, um, you know, it, it's just how it seems to go. As soon as you're finally motivated, you know, you've had three cups of tea, you've paced the studio, you know, you've cleaned up a shelf, you might have sent off a few emails, checked Facebook in case, you know, some miraculous thing happened in the last 15 minutes and, you know, you finally get to it and then, you know, maybe a job comes through, a graphic design job right, or, um, right. or something else. So right. um,
0: this, this is feeling very reassuring, I might add, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Hopefully some of the artists listening are feeling the same. But, but um, I mean, one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about was was about that, Uh, process in the studio you know you you mentioned before when you were overseas and you were drawing you made yourself a rule that you would try and do a drawing every day do you and now we're talking about the kind of chaos I guess um, of of, of no routine in a sense in the studio but do you have how do you you go about it tell us about how often you're in the studio do you have set days do you have routines um, that you go through
1: I probably should have more routine than I do because I'm actually a person who likes routine and, you know, I like to have those guidelines and I like deadlines uh-huh. um, yeah. and I work better with those. Um, and I found it, it previously with, you know, younger children and um, when, you know, my graphic design business was quite busy, it, it was impossible to schedule in exact times. Um it just couldn't work out because right. the design work had to take a priority in many mm. senses because, you know, they, there's paying customers, they need a flyer, it needs to hit the press. Um, you know, there's real deadlines. Yep. And you don't keep your clients if you don't get their work done. Um, and, you know, we all need to eat and pay mm-hmm. the bills. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, you know, if I'd scheduled into paint, you know, that, that would have gone out the window anyway. I would have had to have done the work and and then get back to it. Um now that, you know, I've sort of wound down my business a little bit and I'm concentrating more on my art and once again my children are, are a bit older, they're at school, so they're not um at home between say nine and three. And um so I do have between nine and three um most days and, and in those hours I just have to juggle, you know, if there is design if there is admin, if there is something around the house that needs to be sorted, mm-hmm. um, and painting, so um, do you don't then, find that and, frustrating? The juggle, or do you find that frustrating? Oh, very, yeah. very frustrating. Um, yeah, as I said, I'd, I'd rather have more of a routine, mm-hmm. and um, and that's something I think I'm going to work towards more. Um, you know, and it's been it's been a bit of a hectic year. My, you know, my mum's been unwell, and 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 there's been other sort of family stresses. So mm-hmm. that all sort of adds up to it being very difficult to, um, to have that sort of routine that and structure.
0: Regular structure, yes, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's a really interesting area. I, I feel for artists about um, that that complexity of you know all the other things in our life outside of the studio and how how you do manage all of that. There's been points where I think you can get resentful about that, for me anyway, um, and then there's other times of which I think some of those experiences actually feed back into my artwork in, in quite interesting ways, like there can be a richness mm. from those life experiences that somehow seeps back
1: into to what, what happens on the canvas. Have you have you yeah. ever noticed that? Sometimes. um, Mm. Mostly I just get a bit disgruntled, I think. (laughs) But but that's a nice way of looking at it. I'll look at it that way next time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I suppose that's when I'm, you know, feeling more on top of things and getting work done. (laughs)
1: Um, Oh, look, and when things, when you're painting well, you don't seem to mind those things because you can go into the studio and just get straight back to it. Mm-hmm. um it's when things aren't going quite so well with your with your art or your painting that that those things make you more um you know disgruntled with with how things are set up
0: yeah but, um, yes how, how do you get yourself back on
1: track if, if it's not going so well oh look i wish i had a magic answer for that yeah. because it so happens damn, almost you every would. day <laughs> <laughs> you know even just every day like from hour to hour, sometimes. Um, you know you I think um I think being having a clear picture of what you want to achieve yep. helps um and also for me music helps yes so yes. um I find uh, and I've done it a lot lately it's been nice to be in silence and I've sort of had nothing going mm. um but I find you know I can sort of slip into myself a bit too much mm. um and that, that external um, sort of stimulation of music coming in um, sort of lifts you. Okay. Um, yep. So, yeah, I would probably say music is is the best thing to, to get me um, inspired again.
0: Mm, mm, that's really interesting. And I, I think similar to you, sometimes there'll be periods where I've just forgotten to put music on and I find myself in the midst of the process. Mm. And, and many times where I actually deliberately put it on to warm up the space. You know how actors talk about warming up the space? Um, yeah. I often think about music in my studio like that, that it sort of helps me relax and, and warm up that space so I can get going um, with, with things. But, yeah, fantastic to hear about how you, you do that. And like I said, it feels really reassuring to hear some of the things you're saying really resonate with, with my process too.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of artists um, use music that way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah,
0: T- tell me about then, because you have had quite a, a, you know, good success as an artist. Where do you sell most of your work?
1: It's funny. I, I've seen the the trend in sort of recent years is a lot more artists are selling, you know, through their you know social media and Instagram and, and things like that. And I've found that hasn't been the case with me, um, I tend, the way I work, I tend to work towards completing a full series of works. So I work towards an exhibition and I don't really, other than sort of sharing pictures along the way, I don't really put them out there for sale until that exhibition comes around and there's a full body of work. And so I tend to sell the majority of my works, you know, at an exhibition Mm. Mm. And, and, and then, you know, through other galleries um you know who are promoting my work um, that they, they seem to sell quite well, so I'm not really doing a lot of the selling other galleries and other people are
0: right, yeah, okay, and you and you pay a commission for that, don't you? I mean that's how the how it goes, isn't
1: it yeah, yeah. that's right, so yeah. you're, you're losing a hefty chunk, yep, yeah.
0: I'm glad we're sort of onto this because um, social media particularly is something I wanted to talk to you about because um, you've put together a really interesting exhibition that um, opens soon in Sydney at the Dank Street Galleries uh, in Waterloo and um, I'm lucky enough to be part of this upcoming exhibition called A Social Landscape. I'd love to know more about how you came up with the idea and, and if you could just tell us a little bit about that exhibition.
1: It's funny, you know, because I, I came up with this idea, I guess it was around the start of this year or late last year, and it, it was really out of an admiration, out of viewing other people's works. And the way I was viewing those works predominantly was through social media. So people I was connecting with on Facebook and Instagram, you know, I was seeing all these, you know, artworks come up in my feed and, and they were fantastic and, and you tend to gravitate to and connect with People working in a similar um, way to yourself, and and you know, ultimately the the artist I invited to show with me, I felt um, we're on a, a similar page. You know, they're working in similar styles, had similar concerns regarding the landscape, and um, and and I guess I noted too that a lot of these artists that I was admiring, they weren't represented, mm-hmm. and 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 i was i was finding that really interesting you know i couldn't work out i suppose why some artists were represented and some weren't when i found you know many of the unrepresented artists work stronger than than the others and um and and i suppose um i, I liked the camaraderie of of social media in that sense i before social media you know you were alone in your studio mhm and um, and I, it's funny since sort of Facebook and Instagram, I kind of feel like all those artists are in the studio with me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! That. Yeah, that's like, a nice would to yes? Yeah. So, um and um you know, sort of that um, feeling like when you're in a shared studio space or you're at university, um and you feel like there's people sort of doing that journey yeah. with you. Yeah. And so, I, I just thought, well, we're all doing the same thing. Let's do it together Mm, that was really about it so i I was
0: really interested in in uh the concept of a social landscape being that the artists are involved i mean we know we may know one or two of the seven artists that are in this exhibition but we don't all know all of each other do we i mean you and i have never met in person
1: no, I I've, I've never met any of the others in person. So, right. this is going to be quite interesting when we um the, the first time I actually meet everyone will be when we hang the show next week. When we week. bump in. Yeah. Yep, yeah. when we bump in. So,
0: yeah. um I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, <laughs> so am I. Out of the seven, I have met two in and I know two quite well in person just happens to be, but um I just think it's such a an exciting uh, an innovative idea to bring together an exhibition in this way because it's so uh, in a way opposite to how the traditional group exhibitions are pulled together.
1: Yeah I mean um, as I said I, I don't really leave my studio much you know my studio is at home my life's at home so I don't really leave home other than to go out into the <laughs> landscape and and gather information um, so I don't have a lot of um, real life contact with artists, I suppose. So, you know, for for me, seeing all this art online, it sort of became the new reality. That yeah. oh well, these you know these are the artists who are now in my circle, mm. and mm. Um, and you know I was conversing with them, and we we're sharing jokes, and you know looking at each other's art, and giving advice, and um, I just saw that as an opportunity. Well, let's all have a show.
0: It's just fantastic and uh, I'm certainly feeling very honoured to be one of those artists that's been involved in the group and um, it, it's kind of quite uh, inspiring because you've got some pretty top artists together there.
1: I know. I Look, I, I was amazed myself. I um, I didn't know if anyone else was going to jump at the idea or not. I thought, oh, God, you know, these people don't know me from a bar of soap. We jumped. You know, I'm we jumped. A say. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I didn't know how it would be received they're like oh my goodness who's this weirdo you know who's been stalking me on social media so um so yeah so I was quite relieved I suppose that that everyone was jumping at the chance and and thinking it was a great idea
0: yeah yeah fantastic it'll be really interesting to see how all of that's hung and so um just to give people details of that it's a the dank street gallery so it's called depot depot gallery isn't it at number yep the depot gallery number two dank street in sydney which is in the suburb of waterloo um which has been a real creative hub there with a group of galleries it's it's changing i think that whole group of galleries but still a fantastic exhibition
1: space Absolutely, um, it, it's a shame for the, the arts community to lose such a, a great complex. Um, Indeed, not Indeed. sure how many galleries are in there. About six or so. I think there has been. I think there's there's probably
0: three or four left at the moment as, as it's all transitioning uh, into, mm. into a new space. But yeah, it's a it's a great space. I, I love the lighting there and the and the, the actual the space itself. Um, so fantastic. It'll be interesting as i said to see how all it comes. It all comes together
1: it, it's a great yeah, it's idea good well. um yeah. you know we've all got to get along and we've all got to agree on on how to hang the show and and how it's going to run so um i feel like maybe we should be um, running a video camera perhaps i'll do that or i might take oh, some as, footage as we hang yeah as, we, as hang.
0: we kill each other trying to get it get it <laughs> sorted there could be a lot of interesting material there about how hard it's to <laughs> negotiate? <laughs> That's excellent. Look, we we will look forward to, to seeing all of that and um, meeting each other and, and meeting our audience and we, we encourage everybody that can get along to, to Dank Street to do so. Um, it opens on the 9th of August and runs until 20th, I think. Is that the last day? 20th, uh, yes, the last day yep. is the 20th. Fantastic. Just finally before we finish up, Belinda, and it's been really great to talk to you, I wondered if you could just... Um, share your top three tips for emerging artists Uh, and I I usually ask my guests this question so I'm curious to know if you can off the top of your head um, think about what you would yeah what your advice would be your top three tips
1: okay um, well for young artists it's create 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 you know um you've got time you don't think so at the time but you've got so much time as a young artist to put into your art and enter everything there's so many opportunities and grants and residencies for emerging Mm. artists that um that you know once you sort of get out of that emerging and you're thrown into the big pond so to speak that the um it's much more difficult to secure these things but um But, yeah, my advice is is really concentrate on it and and enter as much as you can um, and and just put yourself out there um, Mm -hmm. because you do have the time. Mm -hmm. What else? So around social media, I suppose it's um, choose what you want people to see, um, you know, and, and... you know I, I kind of do this a bit with my Facebook and things um, you know I don't have sort of separate Belinda Street artist and Belinda Street. I, I've got it all sort of lumped together but um, but I'm quite mindful of um, you know the art that I put on there and and who's going to be viewing that and um, and that you know perhaps these people who want to see my art don't want to see my child's birthday mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and things like that and so you know you can sort of group group your friends into what they see and what they don't um, sort of based on what you think they really like to see. Um, And I think um, making contact with galleries from the start, Mm -hmm. um, when you're first starting your career, it can be really intimidating to approach a gallery, but you don't necessarily need to do it formally. Um, It could just be, hi, I'm Joe Bloggs you know mm-hmm. oh yeah and no, I'm an artist and you know you might um just do that every now and then until they remember that you're Joe Blogs and you're an artist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know when you are starting to get serious with your art then then you might start you know letting them know that well this is what I'm doing now and and just keeping them up to date
0: yeah, I think that's great advice and I think, you know, my experience is that that needs to be a really natural kind of organic process, that, that there's nothing more off-putting for a gallery than an artist that's trying to be something they're not um,
1: Yeah,
0: and trying to force a relationship whereas if it's really very natural, you know, you, you're naturally going to the gallery to perhaps look at the exhibitions and you're interested in the artists that are in that stable and it's it's a natural process of getting to know that gallery rather than something that's forced
1: yeah i mean the only issue for that is that that people who don't live say in sydney or melbourne or in the big centers you know getting to these shows is a problem so um you know it's it's more difficult to organically (laughs) yes yes grow (laughs) um, that relationship grow the relationship um and that's kind of what i found from, from leaving sydney is that um you know, you'd you'd love to be able to turn up to you know drinks on the Wednesday night and things like that, but it's just not possible. So, um, mm. and I've found it, it it does hinder things, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't worked out a solution. I Sorry. Just thinking, so how do you
0: get around that? But you haven't worked that one out yet.
1: <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I've started doing a newsletter. Yeah. Um, that I I send out. So rather than going the organic, hi, I'm I'm an artist and. Um, I'm probably targeting it a bit more um, by, yeah, just every few months, you know, what's happening in the studio and keeping it really brief, few images and just letting them know I exist.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's, I mean, social media has allowed artists so much more uh, control, I think, Mm -hmm. in, in that way.
1: Mm. Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a good point in terms of people living in regional areas. How you foster those relationships? Um, it, it's important to get out and see exhibitions too, I suppose. So, I mean, for me, if I make a trip to Sydney because I live about 150 kilometres north of Sydney, you know that it, it's usually going to be a weekend that I go and stay yeah. in Sydney, and I'll try and do maybe three or four galleries over that whole weekend, rather than, as you say, it's too difficult to pop down for openings on a Wednesday night. Um, but but you do have to work at those those things, I think, in terms of growing an art career. It is kind of important. And to have a relationship with perhaps your regional gallery.
1: Yeah, and, um, and it's not always that easy, you know. Like I've tried to have relationships with, with different galleries and it's, you know, often you hit some brick walls and, you know, they see a lot of artists and you're just another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. So, perhaps wanting something from them so um yeah so it does get tedious I'm sure for for the gallerists um I read somewhere yeah, I read somewhere the other day uh an, an artist
0: sort of commenting that you know you just just focus on really improving your art and so that your art is so outstanding and they can't ignore you yeah and I thought what a great rule because then it doesn't matter where you are really it, it, you know, if your art's good enough Um, and you're doing the background work because we do have to do that as a small business owner, Um, you know, you will get noticed.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, look, you know, you can do fantastic work um, but if you don't put it out there either Mm. then no one's going to know you're doing fantastic work. So, um, yeah, I think there's a balance there between, as you said, not being ignored because the work is so fantastic. Um, But, you know, if nobody sees it then no one knows. Right.
0: Right, so doing the legwork, you know, around your yeah. marketing and and so on, and and networking is is essential for all of us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the galleries say, you know, they can get up to one hundred and fifty portfolios a week sent to them. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to, you know. And I was always wondering, you know, I was completely rejected and dejected that, you know, I'd send off these portfolios and you know you'd get the the standard rejection letter and. You're thinking, God, where am I going wrong? But you know, when they've got hundred and fifty sitting on their desk and they're just trying to run their business, um, they're probably not really looking real hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Especially if they don't know you and Well, exactly. Yeah, you haven't ever turned up to that gallery and you haven't built any connection there.
1: I can I can yeah. see from their end, they're thinking, Well,
0: why would I bother? sort of thing.
1: That's right. And I mean, I was always very shy, you know, I'm 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 much more outgoing now I will actually you know talk to the gallerists when I go in the gallery but really for most of my life I've kind of you know walked very quietly into the the gallery I've I've looked at the the art that I wanted to see and kind of slinked out um hoping not to be noticed (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm glad you changed that tact (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you live and learn.
0: You you certainly do, don't you? Belinda, it's been excellent to to chat all things art with you and um, this program is called This Creative Life and I think it's been wonderful to take a journey through your creative life and I wish you all the very best for the upcoming exhibition in Sydney and... We might have to get you back on the show sometime after that and see if we can uh, digest exactly how all that went and what you felt worked well and what didn't work so well. Um, it'd be really interesting to talk further with you, but I appreciate your time very much today.
1: Great. I have really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, on over to my website felicityoconnor.com and go to the work with me page if you're after a super friendly helpful community of creative people to hang out with you must check out my amazing facebook group called from the easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone